Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. We are now well and truly in the international break. I don't know, it kind of reminds me of when Arsenal beat Manchester United before the last international break. You kind of think at the time, that's oh, a nice way to go into the break. It's a good win. You can kind of revel in that for the next two weeks. But then you get about one or two days into it and you're just like, oh, bring back the Premier League. Will you? But unfortunately, we've got a long, long time to go yet before Arsenal return with that big, big game in West London against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. I'm not going to be here for that game, actually. I'm going to be over in Frankfurt in Germany on that Saturday at the World Book Fair. I've been invited over by the organisers to discuss my book on stage at the book fair and also talk a little bit about the Euros from an England perspective. So very much looking forward to that. And if any of you guys actually live in Frankfurt and are going to be there on that Saturday, then do let me know in the comments below uh, where I should go and watch the Arsenal game because I think that kicks off at 6.30 in German time and I'm talking on stage at about 3.30 at the World Book Fair. So I should be done and dusted in time for kickoff and I'm going to need to find a pub to go and sit and have a few drinks and watch the Arsenal game in. So please do let me know if you're in and around Frankfurt on the weekend of Chelsea versus Arsenal. Right, let's get stuck into it, shall we? I wanted to talk today, focus mainly, first of all, on Gabriel and William Saliba. There are other things to discuss. We'll talk about Bukai Saka as well. I've got plenty of questions and comments from you guys as well. But I wanted to sort of centre today's show on these two players. Now, Arsenal spent £54 million, give or take, to sign these two players. And I think whatever way you look at it, it's an absolute, been an absolute masterstroke. Now, you get hits and you get misses when it comes to transfers. We've seen it. You know, you can spend £72 million on someone and it not work out. Not for any fault of their own, just it just doesn't work out. Some players can handle it, some players can't. Some players just fit straight in, some players can't. And so there's always going to be hits and misses. 
Um, and you, the hope is a football club, an elite, well, not just an elite football club, any football club, that you get more hits and misses. You have to accept that sometimes transfers aren't going to work out. These two are undeniably hits. Now, we had to wait a little bit longer for William Saliba to show what he can do at Arsenal because for one reason or another, he was sent out and laid. Whether you agree with that or disagree with that, that's what happened. His path took a little bit longer to come through to the first team, but he is very, very much established in the first team now. And just look at what he is doing. And Gabriel, from the first moment he walked in at Arsenal, has been a huge success. Yes, there's been a few errors along the way, but on the whole, it's been a huge success. And these two, this partnership, you know, if Arsenal are going to go on and win the title this season and really push for a Champions League, um, for Champions League success this season, then these two are going to be absolutely integral to that. And we saw it, you know, firsthand on Sunday with their performance in that win against Manchester City. The the base that they gave Arsenal to go on and win that game was just so, so huge. You know, what they did in that match, the way they nullified Erling Haaland, the protection they gave David Raya, you know, not just them, the whole defence, you know, Ben White was excellent, Zinchenko was excellent, Declan Rice was superb in front of him, Jorginho was superb in front of him, but the actual, those two together, what they did against Erling Haaland was just so, so impressive. You know, City had four shots in that game, I think it was. The lowest they've ever had, I believe, in the Premier League under Pep Guardiola. And two of those were in the first five minutes in that little spell when they had the one that was cleared off the line and the ball came back out and it got knocked back in and Nathan Aki put it over. So you take those two shots out of it, that like 20-second little burst, they had two shots for the remainder of the 97 minutes or 100 minutes, whatever it was, when you had on stoppage time. And the performance of these two was so essential to that and when you look at what Arsenal are doing now this season and the control they're looking to have in games you know they are, they have given away sloppy goals make no mistake about that but they've individual errors that have led to those goals when you actually sort of break it down and you and you think back to how many shots David Raya has had to save since he's come into the team before that since Aaron Ramsdale had to make when he was in the team it's very very little you know all the sort of question marks all the things we're debating over goalkeepers at the moment at Arsenal down to distribution and how they're dealing with crosses and things like that. It's not really to do with saves because they're not having to make many saves because Arsenal aren't giving up that many opportunities because they're so solid in front of them. And, you know, Saliba and Gabriel are just so, so essential for that. And when you look at all the transfers Arsenal have made in recent years, certainly since Arteta arrived and since that sort of partnership with Edu has blossomed in terms of what they're doing in recruitment, um, and I know Saliba obviously was signed during Unai Emery's time, but just the, the recent era of, of signings, £54 million for those two. What an absolute bargain. You think at how about young they are. I mean, a few of you sent questions in here, uh, or questions or comments. You've got the top one there from James, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see, but James McCreary sent one in, saying our world-beating centre-halves are 22 and 25 years old. Uh, Lambretta Funk says Saliba and Gabriel are both better defenders than Haaland is a striker. And uh, Post Surreal Fish says our centre-backs are proving that they are total powerhouses against other teams. I watched the whole game on Arsenal player this morning, so I had more distance and an unemotional view of the game. And Mikel was spot on the way he organised and played the squad. With City hardly having any chances with us controlling the game during the second half with four subs coming on together to get the winner. You know, just these comments about the pair of them and how good they are and how well they play together. Now, they are powerhouses, as Post Real Fish says. They are just huge, dominant figures. You saw the way Saliba just muscled Erling Haaland off the ball. It's just one of my favourite moments in the entire game on Sunday was that ball down the channel. Haaland ran into it against most other defenders. He would have 
protect his chances there to muscle him off the ball and run in on goal. But Saliba just brushed him aside, left him on the floor and went off with the ball. And it was just such a key moment in the game. It showed Haaland that he was going to have to fight for absolutely everything if he wanted to get any joy out of William Saliba. It was a real um, sort of statement from him. In the end, Haaland didn't even have a shot, I believe, which is the first time, maybe one of the first times ever since he's made the move to the Premier League that he's not had a shot in the game. And yeah, the two of them deserve so much credit for that. Some interesting comments here from Rio Ferdinand uh, about Saliba, but also Gabriel as well. And um, he said, look, I said, he was was watching the game with, I think it was his son he was talking about. And he said, I said, watch this. The ball gets played and he's on the halfway line with Haaland. He's talking about Saliba here, obviously. He's given all centre-backs sleepless nights based on what he did last season. Saliba, the last person he saw before he went to sleep, wouldn't have been his missus. It would have been Haaland's face. That's talking about what Saliba would have been thinking about the night before. Halfway line, someone plays the ball beyond the back four. As it's being played, him and Haaland are shoulder to shoulder and he just bounces him. Haaland goes over. Those little details don't put me in a foot race. Don't need to. I could, but I don't need to. He's got dark little arts. He's introduced to his game. He seems cute around the box as well. When he's calm under pressure, he's happy to have the responsibility of hoofing the ball out at times. Him and Gabriel's partnership is really blossoming. I don't think he does what he does without a good partner. So you have to have Gabriel give Gabriel his flowers as well. He is the A-side in that partnership. And it is, it is a partnership, like Ferdinand said. It's not just about Saliba. The pair of them work so well together. You could see at the end of last season when Saliba got that injury and missed the last couple of months, Gabriel didn't quite look the same player because he just didn't have his partner next to him, the player he felt totally confident next to. As soon as someone comes in, it's just that little doubt potentially in the mind because they're so good together. And I mean, you do just look back at the end of last season and think, if only Saliba stayed fit, what would have happened in that title race? Would it have played out differently? Ultimately, we'll never know. But I think all of us deep down think it could well have been very, very different had Saliba stayed fit. And, you know, he is just improving. He's still so young, Saliba. Like um, James pointed out, you know, 22 years old, William Saliba. And he's only been at Arsenal. This is his second full season. He's still learning. He's only going to get better. And that's why that contract, getting him to sign that contract was just so crucial. Gabriel as well. You know, they can just continue to learn and improve, develop under Arteta and at Arsenal. And you think, you know, yeah, yeah, both of them are potentially six years, five, six years away from even getting to their peak. They're just going to improve and keep improving. And, you know, like I said, if Arsenal are going to do anything this season, if they are going to go on and do what we hope they might well do, then those two defenders are going to be so crucial to that. And the recruitment team deserves so much um, praise for that. And, you know, for, for certainly for Saliba and for Gabriel as well, you know, the play, the people who are at Arsenal now, you know, weren't even the people heavily involved in those transfers. You know, the old recruitment network led by Francis Kegel. You had, I know, people like Brian McDermott, people like that who aren't at the club anymore, who left when Edu sort of revamped the scouting network. They were so crucial to signing those players. You know, Francis Kegel, I know for a fact, you know, had been pushing Arsenal to sign Gabriel before, you know, way before they actually signed him. William Saliba, I know that that recruitment network who are based over in France, the people like Brian McDermott, they were very, very crucial to going over there, to doing all the scout win, to, you know, getting him to come over to Arsenal. So that everyone deserves praise for that. And, um, you know, it's just such a brilliant thing for Arsenal to have these two centre-backs now at the club. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Right, let's move on from those two, shall we? And quickly talk about uh, Bakaya Saka, if any, any of you have seen. Uh, sorry, I'm totally mucking around with the, the, the uh, slides there on screen. Um, I'm sure you've all seen, but if you haven't, he is not with the England squad anymore. He did have to go and report yesterday, which I find a little bit of a joke, to be fair. Um, I can kind of understand it because they want their, their doctors to assess him, but sometimes surely you've got to take things on the word of the clubs. And the fact that he wasn't fit enough to play in Arsenal's biggest game of the season surely was enough for the... Um, for England to decide, you know what, we probably don't need to drag him all the way to St George's Park now to assess him um, ourselves. But they did. And after assessing him, he's been sent home again. So what was the point in that? Um, England announcing it about 5.30 yesterday. The statement's on the screen. If you're, you're watching the news, you can see it. If not, it says, Bukaya Sack will play no part in England's fixtures with Australia and Italy. The forward reported to St George's Park on Monday alongside the rest of the squad, having missed Arsenal's Premier League win against Manchester City on Sunday through injury. Sack was assessed by the England medical team and it was decided the player would continue his rehabilitation at his clubs. No replacements are planned with Gareth Southgate having a squad of 25 players to work with. So it's the right decision. It's the correct decision. Took a little bit longer than it probably should have done. As I said, it feel, really does feel to me like they should have just taken Arsenal on his word. They didn't really need to drag him to St George's part. But for Saka now, he's facing up to two weeks where he can really have a little bit of rest. You know, It'll be interesting to see if some of these players get a little bit of break now. I'm sure they probably will. Players like Saka, Martinelli as well, who hasn't been called up by Brazil, not got um, confirmation yet on, one, on whether Trossard is going to go to Belgium. You would suspect not. He picked up that injury that forced him off at half-time against Manchester City. Um, so it'd be good from his point of view as well if he could get a little bit of rest now ahead of what's going to be such a mad run-up to Christmas once this international break is over. So it's a good thing for Arsenal. Uh, definitely for Bukai Saka, he clearly just needs a bit of a break. And now he's going to get a little bit of an extended one. And you would hope, fingers crossed, that, that means he'll be fine to uh, feature when Arsenal return against Chelsea after the international break. It would have been, I know England were kind of looking at him potentially sitting out the friendly against Australia and then playing against Italy on the Tuesday in the qualifier. Um, and I, again, I can kind of understand that. It's obviously a crucial game in terms of qualifying for the Euros. But I think all of us, if Saka played in that and then you got the Arsenal, you got Chelsea-Arsenal on the Saturday, it wouldn't be ideal at all. So from Arsenal point of view, a very, very good thing. But let me know what you guys think about that. OK, before I end today's show, actually, as well, a um, couple of things before I move on to your questions. Myself and James Bench are going to be sitting down for Inside Arsenal Extra Time at some point today. If you've got any questions you want answered or any comments you want to send in for me and James to discuss, please do do that. Leave them in the comments below. And uh, if you do that, we'll try and put a few of them together to discuss between the pair of us. Also, at the weekend at the game against uh, City, so many of you came up and said hello during the day, whether it be in the ground, 
you know, underneath the ground in the concourse, in the pubs outside the stadium on the streets. Loads of you are coming up to me and saying hello and saying nice things about the book and all that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I really do appreciate that. It was great to see so many of you and meet so many of you. So thanks very much for that. And like I said, whenever I'm at home games, if you do see me, come and say hello and uh, we'll have a little bit of a chat. It was very good to see so many of you. Um, okay, moving on to the sort of questions and comments. There's one here from uh, Kenrick who says, why are Spurs ahead of us in the table? Is it goals for against? That's a tiebreaker. It's goals for. So Arsenal are level. I think I haven't actually checked, but I'm pretty sure they're level on goal difference, aren't they? The pair of them. But Spurs are ahead um, because they've scored more goals than Arsenal. I think they might have scored one more than Arsenal. So that has them on top of the table. If you're all square on points and on goal difference, then it goes to goals scored. So that is the tiebreaker on that one. Here's one from Dotty Bob who says, question, after Rice arrived at the club, I must have heard that he's the future captain about a thousand times. Is that not a bit disrespectful against Odegaard? I feel Odegaard tied the pieces together and got the team um, pulling the direction Arteta wants it or am I missing something? I don't think it's disrespectful. I think it's just people saying it. I don't think you know anyone's necessarily meaning it. I think they're saying he's got the attributes to be a captain. They say it about England as well, don't they? And I don't think that's really being disrespectful to Harry Kane, it's probably just looking a little bit to the future. But in my mind, look, hopefully Odegaard is going to stay at Arsenal for a long, long time and isn't going to move on. And if he does that, then I'm sure he's going to be captain for a long, long time, providing he doesn't turn up late for training sessions or come home late from planned trips abroad. Obviously, we've seen that Mikel Arteta won't stand for that, even if you are the captain. But I can't really see Odegaard doing that. The pair are so crucial together, the partnership between Arteta and Odegaard. You even saw, I thought it was really interesting when all the players were celebrating on the um, celebrating the goal at the weekend all down in the North Bank sort of charging in. Odegaard was there and he did it, but then he immediately sort of, while the celebrations were still going on, immediately sort of turned backwards and went running over to Arteta on the touchline to get instructions and to talk to him to work out what they were going to do for the last few minutes. You know, he's very much Arteta's guy on the pitch. He is Arsenal's captain. Rice has the attributes to be captain. No doubt about it. He might well be vice-captain fairly soon. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he is. He'll certainly go into that leadership group once he's sailed into things at Arsenal. But I don't think it's being disrespectful. No, I just think it's, you know, just a manner of speaking almost. But thanks very much for your question. And here's one lastly from Jen Guna, who says, honestly, at times, Ray looked like a scared rabbit in the headlights in the first half, but Defo growing confidence in the second. Do you reckon he is Defo number one now? <laughs> Need to know for my FPL. Uh, I do. Yes, I do think he's number one. I think that's very, very apparent. Yes, there was a little bit of nervousness from him at the start of that game at the weekend. But I do think as well, Arteta's comments after the game, you know, shone a light on what he was wanting Raya to do. And it might have been frustrating for people in the crowd. And it might have been a little bit nerve wracking for people in the crowd, especially after um, that uh, clearance of being shut down by Alvarez and almost resulting in the goal. But, you know, ultimately Raya was following orders. Arteta had told him, do not kick the ball long. No matter what you do, stand on the ball, take your time, try and suck them in. And, you know, I could see, obviously you could hear that was a little bit frustrating for the fans in the crowd, but he's following his manager's instructions. So, um, you know, that's why he was doing it. There was clearly nerves there. That was really obvious, but um, he is number one. You know, I don't see Ramsdale suddenly coming back in uh, for, you know, he'll come back in for the cup games. Might be, hopefully, I think he deserves to play in some of the Champions League games as well. I hadn't seen that yet, but he might well do. Hopefully if Arsenal progress through the group, but... I think very much David Raya is Arsenal's number one now. I don't see that changing unless he starts making a series of real, real clangers, which hopefully he will not do. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for your time. As always today, really do appreciate it. 
And like I said, if you want to get involved in Inside Arsenal extra time a little bit later on today, leave your comments or questions in the comments section below and I'll try and include some of them. Until then, everyone, have a good day. I'll speak to you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.